everybody and welcome to episode 111 of Operation Retroshock. It's E3 2018 everybody. I'm Alan Price. He's Chris Vint. I am. Hello. And it is time to discuss the Sony PlayStation Conference of E3. So I've been doing a lot <laughs> so far of reading through the lists and directing traffic so for this episode, we decided to switch things up, and it's going to be Chris taking us through the list of events, and we shall discuss as such. So fire away, Chris. Uh, Sony showed some games. Some of them were good, some of them weren't good. That's what basically all you need to know, so I would give it an A. So the definition of an E3 conference, then? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, so we start off with Sean Layden, um, which, really odd setting to start off with, in a church, mm-hmm. and actually makes a point, I said, like a single tent church, and said, like, this will mean that you don't need to go to church on Sunday because you're in church today. And I was like, oh, that's a bit... Uh, close to the the bone really but this was a very odd setting because they only were at this for this next game and then there was like a big interlude then from people on like a panel talking about upcoming games things that were going to be in certain games and what have you so you basically had maybe 20 minutes to a half an hour of them talking before we got the main stage again to show other things but we had a uh, banjo man which was i thought it was maybe teasing banjo kazooie um <laughs> but no it wasn't he was playing the last of us um it was very strange because he was sitting there with his hood up playing the last of us music on a banjo and then once he'd finished got up put the banjo down took his hood down and then like applauded the audience and stuff but then we saw our first cinematic look at the last of us after seeing the trailers and all this was more to do with Ellie and the characters around her that we saw um, somebody she was dancing with on the dance floor who smelt like hot garbage apparently uh, then we saw them getting a bit closer and then going to embrace each other and then it kind of cut to her I've actually put here from killing on the dance floor to killing in the forest yeah this I think this has to be one of the most creative openings at E3 ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because you were saying oh, it's a bit of a weird opening where they are, this church or whatever, right? But it, it all immediately clicked into place for me. The reason they were in this church, Chris, is because it's an extremely similar setup to the opening scene that we see in The Last of Us. The building that Ellie and all the other characters in looks very familiar All right, okay. to the church that they actually did that opening segment in. If you go back and watch it, it basically looks near identical okay. or as close as you could get. Mm-hmm. So there was obviously some sort of plan Sony had that, that's, oh right, so this is the scene you're going to use to open your the you know Last of Us stuff, right? Okay, I wonder is there anywhere that could be potentially similar or that they've maybe you know checked out sites yeah. for inspiration, things like that. Because I have a funny feeling we'll find out in the game that this is a church. Yeah. That this whole thing's going in, uh, on in. But I thought that was cool. Hearing the actual Last of Us music played live was pretty cool as well. But you're right, that was the only place this happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, you know, this opening thing happened and then you had that kind of weird gap. But we'll not worry about that gap too much for now. But yeah, we get our pr- first proper game footage. Yeah. Off Last of Us, 
like even the scene of them talking and the dancing and all is proper in-game actual footage whereas the stuff that we saw previous for last of us um well actually the last two times when it was first announced and then the second one <laughs> um has all been kind of rendered yeah scenes whereas this was proper in-game stuff very weird seeing growing up LA now but it was even whenever but, you were But brilliant. Yeah, but it was even straight, like whenever you said about the graphics, like whenever she puts her arms round, the girl puts her arms round Ellie and then says about, um, you know, he looks like hot garbage. Whenever she smudged her face on Ellie's face, yeah. you could then see the sweat on Ellie's face, which I thought was absolutely amazing. And whenever you're, t- you know, like Naughty Dog always, with her cinematics, always knock it out of the park. Oh, we're going to battle his Brock. Um, Sorry, folks, we have the Nintendo Treehouse on in the background as uh, we're talking about PlayStation here. But it's cool because they've kind of now, because obviously Ellie's a bit older, they've been able to have a bit of fun with aging her up. Yeah. Um, Less Ellen Page now, for sure. Yes. uh In appearance. It's almost like they have, of course, yes, the aging up process, but almost combined Ashley Johnson, the voice actress. Okay. With the, the kind of original designs for Ellie, so there's definitely you can see, especially like when she smiles mm-hmm. um, at the end of the footage that we saw, you very much see the kind of the face you knew of the younger Ellie, yeah. because that's kind of the thing as well we see here, especially at the beginning, very stern, very serious, kind of like, do I have to be here? Yeah. Um. I think we can put a certain theory to bed at least when this point occurs in the game because the guy that walks up and starts talking to Elliot Bart says, about your old mom. Yeah, uh-huh. So that's Joel. And he talks about, oh, your old man only gives me pain about the roots when you're going, coming out yeah, with me. Yeah. So obviously Joel is still extremely protective of Ellie. Yeah. But her reaction here seems very telling to me. It's a reaction of not, oh, well, that's my dad, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. She doesn't really want to acknowledge it. It's kind of like, yeah. So I think there's a bit of a strained relationship maybe going on here. I think maybe we're going to get confirmation throughout this game that she definitely knows what Joel did mm-hmm. at the end of the first Last of Us. Um, I'm not going to say it, just in case for some reason somebody who's listening to a PlayStation uh, E3 podcast uh, hasn't played the first last of us but that would explain things yeah as to why the relationship could be extremely strange that in between these games she has found out that information um or it could be something completely different yeah but obviously in all of this as well and it's not something i'm going to dwell on very long at all because to be honest it doesn't it doesn't deserve to be dwelled on um and that is the internet being the internet I'm making a big hullabalooza over the fact that uh, this girl that Ellie's with and Ellie herself share a kiss. It's like, wow. I'm sorry, Internet. Why are you making a fuss about this? This isn't the 1950s or it's, anything. It's like. not even that. It's like, I when I went on to watch this press conference this morning because I couldn't stay up overnight to watch it, first, like, five comments in the YouTube comments were... Oh, I'm out. PlayStation has an agenda. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm sorry, right. If you are 
a fan of The Last of Us. Like, I'm not saying necessarily these are. These people who commented are fans of The Last of Us or whatever. But <laughs> if you've played Last of Us, you know Ellie's lesbian. Mm-hmm. You know she likes girls. Yeah, because in the... Because there was a whole DLC yeah, dedicated to it. It wasn't her friend, in inverted commas. You know, so it was all explained in the DLC that she felt extremely close to this other girl who unfortunately, you know, we don't see after that point. Um, so, yeah, it's not a big deal, folks. You know, live your life. It's I think it's brilliant that Sony went out there and their first striking image... I shouldn't even say striking image, but point is, look, we're opening this show, bang, here's Ellie, there's, you know, representation mm-hmm. for the LGBTQ community, and that's your lead character of this game. So, fire on PlayStation, fire on Naughty Dog. If you're true fans of it, you'll embrace whatever they put out, because at the end of the day, this is a fictitious game. Exactly. And uh, if you don't want to watch it, you'll be able to skip all the FMV. But it's what, of, but it's what the, we said the other day, uh... I can't remember the episode, probably the Microsoft episode. Um, I don't care if my protagonist is male, female, whatever. Uh, give me a good story. Yeah. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. And if that story makes me invest in the character, that is all that matters here. I do find it uh, cool that they did it when it's Pride Month as well. Mm-hmm. That Naughty Dog and PlayStation just came out and went, bang, off we go to the races. But onwards and upwards, because, like I said, no point dwelling on that too much. We got to see a considerable snippet of actual proper gameplay going mm-hmm. on. Gory gameplay at that. And boy, is it beautiful. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whenever they, she sees your man who's hanging, and then your guy cuts and you just see his entrails dripping oh. down and the blood <laughs> going down, and you're like, okay. That gave, that, that gave me the old shivers. Yeah, it was just like, oh. But... Even just the surroundings, yeah, like the grass, the bushes, you can really see that Naughty Dog have taken the graphics to the next level, even above and beyond Uncharted even, 4. Even the combat, like whenever Ellie's running away from getting shot, she picks up a bottle and as soon as she's picked it up, On she just move. throws it at somebody. So you can see then, like whenever she's actually fighting some people like dodging you know like swords being thrown at her and all that kind of stuff so it seems to be whether because there was a part where the guy was on top of her and she came up the square button yes and then it kind of turned around and then just like i can't remember if she sh- i think she shot him and then whenever she was shooting somebody else she ran out of bullets and that's whenever she had to take a huge leap of faith and run away yeah but to see as well um the amount of damage she kind of took because she took a couple of gunshots, then she took something else because she actually had an arrow or something in her shoulder that she had to pull out yeah. as well. So whether you have to do that slowly to make sure that she doesn't make a noise, you know, because she did that behind a counter whenever other people were coming in. So she had to do that quietly and then kind of move around. So um, it's interesting to see that we are kind of up against humans instead of being up against clickers. Yeah, well. but we haven't seen clickers yet yeah. in terms of you know gameplay. There was the hint, of course, in the second trailer that we got previously. But I think this is maybe as much not Naughty Dog saying that you know the clickers and such will not be a part of it. 
But I think it's a part of that Naughty Dog are like, you know, you've played the game, you know they're going to be there somewhere, so we're not going to focus on them for now. Mm-hmm. You, you know they're going to be in the game. They're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Um, but some more stuff about this gameplay. The movement was extremely smooth. Now, whether it was 100% legit, legit gameplay, mm. I'm a tad suspicious in one or two places. But with Naughty Dog, you know it's going to look that good eventually anyway. Yeah. So even if it isn't 100% legit at this moment in time, no bother. Um, but we pick up a little another couple of snippets during this gameplay. Uh, once Ellie is eventually spotted and found out... Uh, She's obviously known to this group of individuals because they shout, it's the wolf. Mm -hmm. So is this a general term for outsiders or is this a term for where her and Joel are living, for people from there? Or is the wolf her herself? Yeah. Has she, over the years, between one and two, grown such a reputation that she is the big bad wolf to other people? Because there was something wherever she was under the car... And then the woman was talking and said, like, I don't know where she's gone to. And she kind of, you, Ellie's positioning the gun and waits for her to look down. And as soon as she does that, just pop right in the if head. That, if, that sort of thing, if that sort of thing is an active dynamic in the game, that's going to be class that you can go hide under a car. And sometimes it may work. Because mm-hmm. sometimes got, it won't. Because then she got drugged under uh, out of the car. And yeah. then that's whenever the guy was, like, on top. So, you know, you know when you go under the, a car, maybe for cover, there's always the potential chance that you could get found and dragged out, or if you're quick enough, shoot them in the head if you have yeah. you know, a gun. Um, like you said, the violence is so brutal. Mm. I think some people are actually quite squeamish after this. I have seen some ever so slight negativity because they're like, it was really graphic. I was like, you know... That's like watching an episode of The Walking Dead and going like, oh, that was quite graphic. At the end of the day, and then there were some people saying, because footage was showing of like, people in the crowd when we were watching this at the conference, mm-hmm. and people cheering when she eventually puts like that axe through the side of the guy's head, and they're like, this is the world we live in. And I was like, it's a game, yes. You, know, you should say, don't glorify violence and all, but you know, let people have their escape. It's a story. It's it going to have violence in it. You know, Let's not worry about it too much. Um, what else yes one other bit of gameplay that kind of stood out to me you mentioned the bottle part but there's the bit where she's kind of like hiding in the store Mm -hmm. and they're kind of moving about the store trying to find her if again she eventually engages them with what looks like a rocket grenade on one of her arrows yeah Mm -hmm. so again the whole crafting thing's still in there so all good there Um, but once she engages and she takes out a few folks she takes one out and like that person drops like a bunch of arrows and again very fluid yeah she picks the arrows up and puts them in the quiver mm-hmm. just the quickness of things and the smoothness of the things I think are a standout in it um, but that was kind of the tail end of the gameplay at the store because that's where she puts the axe into the head of the guy that we were talking about Um and that's where it sequences back yeah, to, to the kind of dance that's going on in her with the other girl. Um, the name of the girl was said, but I can't remember it, really honest. But the whole, I think the thing to take away from this as well is, obviously, and this is what they're trying to stress, is the two sides of Ellie. Mm-hmm. Because this girl saying to Ellie, 
you know all, all these Ellie's, Ellie's like oh, I'm just a regular girl yeah and blah 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 it's like and all these like, men and she's basically like but then it's whenever your woman says all these men should be terrified of you yeah and then that's kind of whenever they kiss and then it transitions to that yeah people are terrified of her because of what she's capable of doing that's it whereas Ellie is just still trying to tell herself and this must be part of it is she's fighting these two sides yeah inside of her she just wants to be a regular girl mm-hmm. you know growing up in the world but th- she has been sucked into this madness and that could again come back to Joel yeah that she maybe has regrets and annoyance and anger of being dragged into this yeah could be Joel but uh, I think it's fair to say we we uh, enjoyed that opening. Oh yeah, it was a good way to start off, and then they had to go for a break, so they went to the next venue, um, and then this that, was that was really odd. That gap was so odd. So yeah, it was because basically nothing happens. The, basically, the only things that happened here were they were talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Four, that there was four Black Ops map were ter- maps returning, which were Jungle, Summit, Slums. I thought I said Sums at first, and the Firing Range. And um, but they, they could be played on Black Ops Three or something. Yeah, like and then that. the guy went, "Oh, I don't. What if I don't have Black Ops Three? And the guy went, "Well, if you have PlayStation Plus, Black Ops Three is coming out today for PlayStation Plus." Oh, members. I missed that. I sent you that in a text earlier, and I didn't realize it was just in the conference. That's that's why it was because ah. between, between there and there, there was like four people, and they would talk about that, and then. In the run-up to E3, they'd done like five days beforehand where they would announce things, ah, um, okay. which were like Tetris Effect. Whenever we find out the release date for Days Gone was the day after that. Um, then you had Twin Mirror, which was done by the people who did, uh, I think maybe Life is Strange, I'm not sure. Then you had Ghost Giant, um, which was a VR game, and Beat Saber, which looks like a weird guitar hero for VR. Um, after that, basically, they just talked about the Destiny 2 Forsaken um, expansion, which is coming out se- September 4th. They say that people applied over 6 billion hours into Destiny. That's ridiculous. So, since that come out. Uh, and then, that was basically all they did from The Last of Us till then, before they went on to the main stage. So- but one thing I have to say before we move on yeah. is that that main stage was not used. Mm. The actual stage part of it. I can't actually remember somebody coming out and talking about a game. Nobody came out and talked basically from that point on. Yeah. Once they went to the main stage, yeah, uh, there was nobody that came out and talked. There was like for eventually the next game we're going to talk about here shortly. Yeah. Um, there was a guy playing like a wood pipe or yeah, something. Yeah, because I wrote like here more musical interlude. Um, so you had that but yeah there was legit no guy after that intro it was just all the games which to be honest it's a smart move by Sony it's a smart move but then with they could have used what Ubisoft had and Ubisoft could have used what they had because at the end of the day Ubisoft had like very small stage and they had a massive massive stage but it was like three big big screens. screens Um, which was good for whenever they showed certain stuff, but then they didn't have anyone coming out and talking, you know, like about, oh, here's this game or here's that game or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I find that a bit strange. Um, But, um, yeah, with PlayStation, it it was stressed by your boy Layton uh, that 
there wasn't going to be a million games at this press conference. Yeah. They were going to focus and show you plenty of the big games that are coming out, you know, in the next year or so. Uh, and we definitely got that because uh, we saw plenty of gameplay from this next one, Chris. Oh, yeah. The next one was like starts and says like Mongol Invasion Day 1, which is called Ghost of Tosh. Toshima, I'm uh, going to say. It'll be Tsushima, uh, the T will be silent, I would suspect. Okay, well, whatever it is. Like a samurai game, but this seems something uh, kind of along the lines of, if you ever remember the Capcom game Onimusha, it seems very, very similar to that. Now, the gameplay of this did look very good. Um, obviously, um, the main protagonist, whose name I don't know, um, was on a horse and then, you know, like, kind of went exploring and then called his horse, ran over where he could see, like, some fire and then he heard people coming out of where that was, screaming, and goes, where are they? And went in and kind of waited for these three samurais to then come at him. But it seems to me like it's going to be very, you know, quick time event. You know, right, but I didn't yeah. come up, but, you know, I don't know whether it's going to be like Bushido Blade where you'll draw your sword and then you'll just hit X and square and then be able to just attack them or anything like that. Right. Because the moment later on with the woman was very, you know, like block, 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 attack, attack, block, block, block. So mm. whether you're going to be able to do that right or whether it will be quick time event and they've just taken that out, I don't know. It could maybe depend on the situation just, yeah. you know, what what's going it's on. It's almost like in cer- certain boss battles, you know, like I say, in Force Unleashed, you would wear down an enemy and whenever you get to the end of killing them, it would come up like square, X, triangle, yeah. and then you would do that to then finish that enemy. So it could be... But yeah, I thought this, I thought this was very visually stunning. Uh, like even just as you were mentioning the kind of the opening scene with the horse and then running through like the fields on the horse mm-hmm. and the kind of the grass swaying in the wind and the vibrancy of the colour and the sky and all because it was that sort of twilight they said that something to do with they had to make sure that every bit of fire that moves w- would move independently from other you know parts of it uh, and then they were talking about I think this was on, like, maybe it was on the IGN thing before I was watching something. I think it was maybe whenever I was waiting for nin- Nintendos or I had it on the background. And they were talking about, you know, like, the graphics and things like that. But for me, there was a, this, and as well as a couple of other games, was, like, a surprise to me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about this. Um, this was, again, like, we had Microsoft. We had that one, Black Desert, or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. And then we had another one that was very samurai-based. So, again, you know, samurai seems to be going down that path. Definitely seen... Samurai games definitely seem to be coming in um, as a thing here. Because we had a couple uh, during the Microsoft conference, and we got a couple here as well. So we did maybe... We saw more in this one than one yeah. that we'll talk about later on. But um, I thought that kind of opening encounter between the samurai and kind of... I'm not sure whether they were samurai or whether they were like bandit samurai or something. They definitely didn't look very nice at individuals. Um, was just the way kind of the fight started and he was kind of... He was just standing there. Yeah. He hand, waited, for hands them, on the sword. waited for them to make the first move. And he just took the first boy down in one strike. Yeah. Just one swipe of the sword and it was just like and dropped so I thought that was pretty neat um, the other shot that I really liked in this was after he'd taken out the guys in the house mm-hmm. and there was the boy that kind of blew the alert horn yeah 
but he was standing through the silhouette you know and you saw yeah. the silhouette of him mm-hmm. through the kind of door yeah and he just came up and just went and stuck his sword through that and, yeah. and killed the boy um, but yeah our samurai game is my thing not particularly will I be keeping my eyes on this to see how it develops and what else we see from it in the future yeah 100% absolutely um, with the various games in between we had stuff from Made in Dreams so we had like a guitar banana you know I don't know if you noticed this but like during they were really odd yeah because there was like one to do with somebody drumming there was one that looked like an or- the things in the organs there was, just, there was just one where there was a random boy with a trumpet and he did just like yeah, just, blew the trumpet once yeah. and it was just like Arr. yeah it was just like yeah, that was so it. they were talking on like the Sony conference saying that they were asked to make things like this and they thought it'd be fun so then we move on I just wrote gravity has no rules it seems for this new Remedy 505 game called Control. Control yeah. Um, so this kind of looks very like like there is no gravity, that you, you'll have people who are up high and suddenly drop to the ground. And it almost looks like those kind of, the painting where you see like the, the steps and they're all different yes, ways. Yes, I know what you mean. It looks very visually trick, trickery. Almost like, like in Doctor Strange. Where it looks like it's always going up, but... It still comes back to the same point on the picture. Almost like in Doctor Strange, whenever you know, like you see the things move around, the yeah. buildings collapse into each other. I think that's maybe where they got the kind of hint from Idea this from. from it. But the like the dynamic of it, like you say, you know, floating about without gravity, uh, being able to summon things with powers towards you and throwing them at people, yeah. shooting people. It seems to be getting built up as kind of like the almost like a house of horrors type thing because they're like you know the further you go the stranger it may get. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. Um, you get to see a reasonable amount here. I I kind of put down notes wise, uh, gameplay ish. Yeah. Because it definitely felt fairly polished footage, but you could see they were trying to display it in a gameplay fashion. Yeah. So like I'm kind of right, right, right around the office and she was shooting things and it almost looked like very, you know, using the force, pushing things yes. away or pulling things towards her and things like that. But well. I think this is, again, another good thing that was a positive with the Ubisoft conference um, was we're all, we're all getting gameplay so far. Mm-hmm. So we are. So we're not getting skimped out on the gameplay. And that is what I would much rather at a conference is show me a decent enough amount of gameplay um, and maybe just cut down on kind of like the auxiliary sort of, yeah. you know, titles that you kind of tend to get thrown in there. But I think uh, I think the next thing that was on the list made you reasonably happy, Chris. Well, we get like, it almost looked like somebody has been shrunken down and they're running across like... Um, this shelf. It's messed splinter. You know, and then it's like a view from the, the rat. The kind of... Rat vision. All the stuff kind of falls down and you hear like, Sir, you know, like, you're under arrest. And go like, no, stop that, sir. And whatever. And I'm like, what is this? And Brains. The, and the thing falls down and kills the rat. And you just see the rat's head sticking out from the column of the shelf. And the guy's on the floor and the door opens. And whenever the head turns round, you see... Leon with the star symbol on his shoulder 
which at that moment I was like, oh my god, yes! And this was the first game that I legitimately, I got goosebumps for. Although I haven't said that, whenever I heard the Star Fox music for Starlink, I got goosebumps yeah. for that as well. Because it wasn't something I expected. And with this, I thought this was going to be like a VR game or something like that. But whenever you saw this and then it kind of did different panels, I haven't wrote this much down. You obviously saw Leon and Claire, which were the two. Resident Evil 2, you had disc one was it Alison Court it's not Alison Court oh man Alison Court hasn't done anything Resident Evil while since we stuff because there was a petition to get her in to do this but something to do with union work and stuff that didn't allow her to do that so so you see different snippets to do with Leon I've always joked about in Resident Evil 2 whenever you go into the the police department there was always the guy sitting against the lockers that looked like Will Smith right okay he's got a bit of an upgrade looks very different doesn't look like Will Smith or looks like Will Smith whenever he got older but you saw that and was like right okay well I know what that part's from you saw different scenes like uh, Claire talking to some girl but there was a lot of it that I was like either I haven't played the game in so long or I don't remember a lot of it, it was like and then you kind of saw the shadow for Ada who was obviously in it as well towards the end. She was more on Leon's story than she was with Claire. But I'm intrigued to see how closely this sticks to the original. You know, whether you start off and you go into the gun store and the guy's pointing the gun at you and that's where you get, you know, like your gun shells from. Uh, and then going to the police department. Um, but I'm interested to see but what... In, enticed me even more was they have a release date for January 25th which is four days um, before Kingdom Hearts Um, but to have another Resident Evil game in its um, January release date because that's what they always seem to do like whenever Revelation was coming out January 6 and 5 came out January and with this January so after years and years of waiting for this and this is the first time we've seen footage of this. We haven't seen anything else bar I think this. It had been rumored on the grapevine. It had been rumored, but that had been on their leak because I saw somebody had linked me to a Resident Evil Two trailer that was in shown in Japan or something, but it didn't seem right, and the audio from it didn't seem right because there was no f- speaking or. And the crowd just seemed to be constantly like, whereas this you could hear. like an old school Smackdown. (laughs) Almost like that, yeah. But this was just one that, whenever that was done, um, just blew me away. And I was like, I can't wait to play Resident Evil 2 again. Hopefully hopefully they'll find a way to have a wee bit of co-op in there for the crack. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because obviously with 5 and 6, but it seems to be more like Resident Evil 4 over his shoulder. Yeah. Whether you can run a gun, like, you know, you can in that will remain to be seen. But I just hope, with it being Resident Evil 2, that it sticks to the original. Yeah. You have the certain things to go through, you know, and what have you, and just to bring it up to speed. And it's funny the fact that we'd seen more of the Final Fantasy VII remake, and at this conference we saw nothing to do with that whatsoever, yeah. because apparently... They've had to restart that all again. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that, like, down the, down the pooper. But no, this is definitely a nice addition, and again, I think it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's taken that they announced it, like, at 2015, and that's whenever he 
they said, would you want this? And everyone went yes. And he had the t-shirt on saying we'd do it. And then it had like the Resident Evil 2 logo behind him. And that was it. And we had no update and nothing from Capcom about it. Because this was something that they said about Capcom that they were going to showcase uh, Monster Hunter for Switch and Mega Man 11. And there was no nothing to do with Resident Evil. So it was nice that Capcom had the world premiere for this. <laughs> like we didn't see this on Microsoft Rally, but... Um, so that gets two big thumbs up from you. Chris, that does, right? yeah. This this for me was the moment of the conference of any conference was this. Right. Okay. Um, cool. All I need now is for them to announce a collector's edition um, for this. So that's what I need to see. Nice one. Um, after that, we had some Rick and Morty thing. Trover saves the universe. Very very odd and short. Yeah, I was just like, hey, I'm bath guy. I just in the bath and and actually said, do not use electrical items near water. And then after that, then the TV fell in, and then he go like, "Oh my God, we have dial seven one one because that's this, it." This this did nothing for me. No, it did honest. nothing for me. Um, mind, it's probably because I'm not a big Rick and Morty guy. No. I've, mind, I've never watched it. No, same here. Uh, but the little clips I have seen, I've been like, nah, "Doesn't really do it for me." Um, but yeah, I by the looks of it, this is probably very early in development because you saw virtually nothing. Yeah, I think because they brought out the Rick and Morty, because this is Trover Saves the Universe, whereas the other one was Rick and Morty Saves the Universe, which was for VR. So I would imagine that this is going to be pretty much in the same vein as a VR game, yeah. you know, because we're like, oh, look at this, this gameplay footage, and look at this, <laughs> that guy talked to him, and you're like, okay. But yes, uh, moving on, uh, yeah, I, I, more Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but a different... Um, a different part of Kingdom Hearts a lot more I actually list them I'll quickly list them off here uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Hercules Toy Story Frozen Tangled and Monsters Inc were all in there and Wreck-It Ralph was in yeah. there too so that's a lot <laughs> yeah but then I, I delve more into Captain Jack because he's talking to some guy on the pirate ship and just the way the facial uh, muscles worked on him you know like the kind of the smirk and everything just yeah. looked like Johnny Depp and then whenever you saw like Orlando Bloom and then the guy who has like the Amos um, thing, I can't remember his name, but him from Pirates Caribbean looked, it just looked that they got the, you know, the um, video capture of all of them and then just popped them. But still gave them that. that slightly cartoon style. Oh yeah. Just ever so slightly. But it was kind of like that nice halfway house. Yeah, it didn't look out of place. It looked all good. Um, whenever you saw the, the Toy Story thing and then the Monsters Inc whenever Sully and Mike and he was saying about the child screams or laughs and you know like he's got like the cylinder and he's kind of juggling it with it near near enough but one good thing that the PlayStation did was that they said that they're going to bring out the PS4 Pro which will be a limited edition Kingdom Hearts exclusive which will have Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5 and 3 so if this is your first soiree into Kingdom Hearts this is going to be your full package for a PS4 Pro because like we're saying if this is going to be in true 4k then this is going to be the system you know like obviously it'll be on Xbox One but this is going to be a really good system to play it on if and it's going to be what about 100 quid cheaper probably than an Xbox One X and you're not going to get one and two with it either. So, yep, you do have that. Um, next up, we go on to probably one of the weirdest games I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that's saying a lot because uh. I've seen like the likes of Silent Hill and things like that, which was Death Stranding. Um, 
It's very rare that you can come out of a second E3. If a game has been shown in the previous year, that you come out of the second E3 that it's shown at, still not knowing what the heck yeah. is going on. We got to see gameplay, which was all nice, but I was sitting here watching this and yes, this is visually very nice to look at and all, but I have no clue what the heck is going on My here? notes for this for lot, lots of exploring, but what is the purpose of it? Handprints and Daryl is scared. It did feel very disjointed. Yeah. For me, as in it was kind of like, here's a wee snippet here, here's a snippet here, here's a snippet here. It almost looked like there was two, it almost looked like there was two different characters. And I don't mm. know whether it was maybe he had had his hair in a ponytail. But there was one that had like the hair down and then one that had his hair in the ponytail. Yeah. Um, because there was a part where he was in the water and it almost looked like he'd, he'd kind of like capsized because he had that much stuff on his back. And then you had the part wherever something to do with the rain that they can't go out in the rain or they have to be really covered in the rain or whatever. But then you saw somebody with their hood up in the rain and I was like, right. Because then there was a part wherever he's talking to somebody on his radio, Norman Reedus's character. And says, like, oh, no, I need to get out of here because they'll see me. And then does that weird thing with the baby. And then yeah. and then you have, like, the... Dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah, you have, like, the, the hand behind him that kind of shines a light to see where he goes. But then gets sucked in, so... It's, and, and then some, like, invisible panther creature. Yeah. Um, another thing was, was at the end, whenever they put up the names, that one of them was Mads Mickelson, Which yes, I didn't a- know had a big... Part and it's probably either. him. Oh right, okay. As well, I've seen it. I've seen a snippet of a picture from somewhere. Um, but yeah, looks great. Mm-hmm. It's Kojima, so it will no doubt be good. But with Kojima, you just don't know what the heck you're going to get. No, exactly. This is this is something that has obviously been stewing in his mind for years. Yeah. That when he was under Konami and all, he's had his shackles on. I was like, no, we just want you to do more Metal Gear. Yeah. More, more Metal Gear please and this has just been festering in him and it shows this is almost like if anyone played the demo of that PT game on the Playstation that came out years upon years ago which was basically like you walking down a corridor and you would have to do different things and then you would hear like a baby fetus in a sink did you ever play it? Mm-mm. Look it up. Type it into YouTube or whatever whenever you go home. But it is one of the freakiest things that I've ever played. And this looks something similar to that. Very much like, you know, I was always a fan of Resident Evil where people really loved their Silent Hill series, which got progressively weirder as it went on. And I think this is going to be one of those games that either you, you, you kind of appreciate it for what it is or you won't appreciate it because of how weird it is. And for me, it's going to be one that my money will go elsewhere. But if I hear good reports about it and things, I think that'll be the key factor will be depending on reviews and things like that. That will depend on the success of this. Yeah. Now, the one thing in this that gives me hope that I would enjoy it eventually is the fact that it was mentioned, of course, a couple of years ago when this was first announced that the guys who made Horizon Zero Dawn Mm -hmm. shared their engine that they created for Horizon Zero Dawn uh, with Kojima to help him get off the ground because of how unceremoniously he was dumped and sent away from the Metal Gear series. 
uh, they gave him this to help him find his studio and get his game and his ideas off the ground quicker. So there's this sort of relationship between his studio and this other studio now that they will exchange yeah. information, techniques, that sort of stuff. And if it uses that and plays as good as Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. that gives me hope that I would enjoy it. Um, but I will definitely need to see more stuff down the line. To give let, Just let me try and put some sort of picture together yeah. as to what the heck this might all be about. Um, speaking of reviews and things that like that, the next game that they touted was Team Ninja's Neo 2, um, which was a big surprise. Um, I didn't expect that. That was a real sleeper hit whenever that came out. Whenever we got in, there was a lot of people coming in to get it and because they hadn't pre-ordered it and the reviews were really good for it. That's whenever people wanted to get it, but because we didn't have the stock of it. We had to refer people to the PlayStation Store to get it for the same price. It's a game that I haven't played, but again, very much like the Onimusha, um, the Ghost of Sh- Sh- whatever his name is. Shishima. I him. That's easy for you to say. But this will. Be, there was no release date, nothing like that. The same with um, Death Stranding, whether it just said 2019. I didn't. I normally write them down, so um, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything for Death Stranding. Okay. I didn't see anything for Neo 2 as well. Well, it was just a very quick, you know, 30-second uh, video, and then it just panned to the the name, and I was like, oh, right, okay. And you could hear the applause for that. I did. It got a, got a positive response. Uh-huh. Um, then we kind of come to the end of the conference. Um, where very abruptly. Yeah. Ending conference as well, I find. But we'll talk about the subject that's at hand. Which is to do with Spider-Man. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, you know. You first see Spider-Man on the side of like a helicopter with some reporter um, saying about, you know, like I think they're going to the jail or whatever. Um, there's Electro standing there. I actually wrote that because you see Electro, Rhino and Scorpion. Uh, actually, before we got like to the end, I actually wrote, is this going to be the start of Sinister Six? That's what I was thinking by the end of this. Because then you got Vulture as part of that as well. Um, and um, kind of like, again, very much like uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Um, there's a part in it that I think whenever you're the 2099 Spider-Man, whenever he is running along and he's dodging stuff, that's very much like that, but yes. you were kind of flying down, dodging out of the way of certain things. So this is Electro, you know, trying to taunt you. Um, you see Spider-Man then go up to the roof where all these people are there. And you see this weird silhouette guy mm-hmm. who I have no idea who that is or what he is, whether this is just a character that I've created for this game and they're all kind of beating the tar out of Spider-Man now I know I I thought that was very stunning Mm -hmm. kind of very aggressive way to promote the game it's just like here's Spider-Man getting the absolute tar tar knocked out of him like Um, I liked what I saw of it again very rock steady you know whenever he's in the jail and he's beating up the guys and then he does like a thing where he jumps up and he fires webs at everyone and they're all down on the ground like a combo yeah so very much like that um one thing that I would say was that towards the end... Oh, what was it going? Yeah, sorry. Um, after the conference, they did show 30 minutes of gameplay footage. 
but this is a game that I kind of don't want to see an awful lot for. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to get ruined for it. Yeah. Story. So you saw parts of him just swing. Like I, I flicked it on accidentally, or um, I came on whenever I was watching that. Um, but you saw him like swinging through New York and what have you, and it does look very open world. So. Um, it's kind of what people want and yeah. it's something that they've hardened back to from the likes of the original Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 1 where you could just swing basically anywhere you wanted to go and that's what people want to do with this but it was nice to see the you know like obviously they showed 30 minutes of gameplay very much like they did with The Division they were showing more gameplay after that but this was one that I don't want to see anything ruined for yeah. me watching this was enough and watching those characters come together and thinking, right, okay, there's only a matter of time before we see Venom and Green Goblin in this. And um, Kingpin is in it as well. Okay. So is, so there's there's going to be a heck of a selection. Now, I don't know if you noticed this or not. And again, I was uh, I had to catch up in the second half of this conference before I came around to record with you this evening. So I was kind of watching it speed a bit. Mm-hmm. So I was, when he's on top of the building and all the bad guys are looking at him, isn't there only five? I don't think there's six. Cause no, that's there's where not. Because that's where I was starting to think, one, two, three, four, five. No, there's not I was six. Like, Sinister six, I was thinking. Yeah. He says something right at the very end of the trailer. What does he say? I missed it completely. Because I thought he said, like, such and such, it's you or something like yes, that. Yes, that was whenever he kind of... T- he was down on the ground and they kind of there was like a bright light and then he turned around and yeah. went oh it's you so yeah. that's maybe going to be like the goblin the, the sick that's what yeah. I was thinking I was like is it goblin probably yeah so it's maybe goblin you know like maybe it's Harry with the helmet off yeah. and then you go like oh it's you Harry you know but then that's when obviously avenge me yeah that's <laughs> that's obviously whenever they cut that away because they want to spoil that yeah. you know I think what they give you was enough yeah. um, without teasing you I love the suit of the Spider-Man it's beautiful you know and then beautiful. I think whenever you pre-order it you do get the Iron Spider suit Ooh. for it as well so whether you're able to play that uh, you know because I've heard this is set I don't know when this is set it's but, definitely an older Spider-Man yeah. not old old but yeah. uh, he's definitely not uh, only been doing this a couple of years mm-hmm. uh, You would, I would probably guess he's well if you consider the Spider-Man character starts in his teens in school yeah probably in his 30s okay. I suspect here or at least at least late 20s um, but it will be interesting to discover this game like you mentioned very rock steady in some of its combat and mm-hmm. movements which you know I'm used to with that so that's all cool with me but kind of like the transitioning you know throughout the levels it's like, very fluid yeah. as well because it's like one of those ones and I have not played God of War but I understand that with God of War whenever you're watching like a movie clip it transitions then from that straight in the gameplay it's a and single way. shot from the yeah. start of the game to the finish yeah so that's kind of what it seems here was like once there's a cutscene it kind of once that cutscene's done you know like you're straight into the action yeah. you're like you're running to catch Electro or you're running down to try and beat up the the prisoners who have escaped and all that kind of stuff but again with Parker there's a lot of humour in it 
you know, like, so you hear things, like, whenever he's catching Electro, they're like, oh, if you come back now, I'll make it easy on you. you and, know? like, when he was grabbed by, like, Scorpion and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? and so, like, oh, it's you. But then he also got stung by Scorpion, yeah. you know, and then that's whenever he's done. Because I thought he was just going to crawl to the edge and then just pull himself off. And then, you know, somebody else would come to rescue him. Not in that way. <laughs> that is filth. That is filth. So um, but again... It was gameplay. So yeah. pretty much every major title um, throughout the Sony press conference got gameplay. Now, I have noticed uh, when I was quickly reading a few articles over lunch today uh, that there has indeed been some negativity over uh, the lack uh, of games at this press conference because if I turn around now and look at the computer, we're sitting at just about 50 minutes record time for this episode and before today I never in my mind imagined that we would probably have this episode finished within an hour mm-hmm. I genuinely thought we'd probably be sitting here for at least an hour and a half talking about this conference but Sony definitely um, didn't push the boat out in terms of here's stuff that is a million miles away it'll be two years yeah, before it hits your you know, console. Mm-hmm. I think this is very much Sony going right. This generation's over. Well, you think you think of what? I don't mean that in the sense of right. We're not doing anything else, but as in the fight's over. Yeah, but you think of like whenever they did that. I was actually watching a thing from IGN. Funny enough, and I was like the eight. The eight most memorable moments from E threes, and one of them was whenever. Dreamcast, no, Saturn came out and they announced the price and the thing came out and then the Sony president walked out and went 299 and then just walked off. And then you remember about, you know, like you can't trade games with Microsoft and then they were like, you know, and they took the absolute, ripped the absolute bag out of them. This is how you borrow games. Can I borrow that game? Yes, here you are. That is still one of the best bits. You know, and then it was like, and then whenever they said about the price and everything like that. So I think Microsoft... If you think about the Sony had showed a lot of exclusive things, you know, like yes. you know, like so there was the likes of that Kingdom Hearts PlayStation, and then you've got the likes of say The Last of Us and Spider Man and things like that. But with Microsoft, they said this is the best place to play third party content. Yes. If Microsoft had done their conference in the way that Sony had and announced the games like say Halo Infinite and Gears Pop and Gears Five, their conference would have been even shorter. Yeah. Because they were relying on, and then would have had Forza. I don't, Sorry. Mind, I don't mind a shorter conference. Like I've said, give me a decent showing of gameplay so I can get that glimpse of what that game is going to potentially look like on my machine. Mm-hmm. And I'll take that every day of the week. Um, the tale of this E3 effectively is um, Microsoft quantity yeah. and Sony quality, technically. Yep. Um, and Sony first party and Microsoft third party, you know. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Either way, each show has had their flaws. Each show has had their moments. But I'm happy either way. So, you know, Xbox, a lot of the titles we saw there will be on the PlayStation. So if you think of it, Sony were like, well, they're going to show all the third party titles anyway. Yeah. So people will know 
that they're going to be able to play them anyway. So let's shake this up a bit. Let's go this alternative route. Mm -hmm. And let's say, right, well, here's the big titles that the most of you are hyped up for. Here's 10 to 15 minutes per one. Yeah. Of gameplay. I think, though, as well, if Bethesda and Square Enix hadn't had their own one, you would have had this going on more. You know, because I think with Square Enix, they didn't necessarily need to do one because a lot of stuff was leaked or it's not a lot of stuff we knew about. So, with Sony, I think they could have integrated stuff from Square Enix. Square Enix could have done some on Microsoft, some for Sony. Bethesda could have done some for Microsoft and some for Sony and kind of beefed it up that way. You know, instead yeah. of going, here's indie games that you want to talk about. It's like, who wants to talk about these games? You. You know, whereas I think Ubisoft seemed to be the only one that kind of had brought some surprises to them. Whereas, like I said, Bethesda, you know, fair enough, they announced, you know, about Elder Scrolls Six. That's great. But that's the same as Microsoft going, here's Halo Infinite. Yeah. You know, I could go like, right, well, episode 436, we'll be talking about, you know, how muck is made or something yeah. like that, you know. Bethesda's so. conference was very much, here's your key main one in Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, and, oh, right, okay, we need to tell them some of the stuff that's coming in the future, which is like at zero point of progress. Yeah. So here's a quick snippet of a trailer for Elder Scrolls. Here's a quick snippet for, what was it, Starlight or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I can't criticize that overall because that's what I said EA should have done at their conference for uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but uh, yeah, that's the Sony conference, Chris. Yes. So you tell me what grade you okay, give it all first. All right, so I'm going for a grade first. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I still do even though I was yapping on there by saying quality over quantity uh, for Sony, give me gameplay every day and I'll be happy. I still would have liked to have maybe seen one or two more hints to the future in terms of PlayStation. Uh, they're definitely holding their cards close to their chest, but I did enjoy what I saw. Um, did everything do it for me? No. Uh, did Last of Us do it for me? Mm -hmm. Very much yes. So that's going to have a severe impact on the grade. But overall, I'm probably going to go for another B minus. Okay, I would go. I would go for a B, but I go for a B plus. Oh right, okay. okay. Because the oh my god, I'm yeah. lower than Chris this time. Yeah, but because we had the Last of Us, we had Resident Evil, which I wanted to see. And you know what the big plus about this conference was, Alan? No Call of Duty. This is true. For, with this being a PlayStation exclusive, you know, like the you know, obviously the content dropping thirty days before, there's always been a big hullabaloo, and there's always been a big deal to do with Call of Duty. So apart from the mention that there was going to be those four maps coming out for Black Ops Four, that was it. We didn't see any gameplay at any stage through any conference to do with Call of Duty Black Ops. We did for Battlefield, but not Call of Duty. So to see the likes of The Last of Us, Spider Man you know, uh, more Kingdom Hearts. For me, it was like a... a and Resident. Yeah, and Resident Evil, obviously. 
But for me, the one thing that could have strengthened it was if they were to do the opening part with The Last of Us, but if they were to project them onto the walls right, okay. and do it that way, because you had, basically you had 20 to 30 minutes of that conference taken up by basically, you know, it's almost like, right, stall them. And be like, okay, yeah. well, uh, they're near ready, but here, we're going to talk about I these think, here games. I think that alongside, like I said, a few hints to the future, that part, now, yes, it didn't affect me so much. Uh, this morning when I first started watching the first half of the conference because I was just like right I need to get to the but if you had if you had stayed up to one o'clock in the morning to yeah, watch if that this was, if this was ha- it wasn't even one o'clock it was half two really uh, half two it started here all oh, right um, if I had been sitting up at half two in the morning yes I would have just been buzzing mm-hmm. from having seen Last of Us and I'd probably been more concentrated on looking at like Twitter to see everybody else's reactions at the time that the half an hour probably would have flew by yeah but. If that wasn't the case, I'd have been going like, jeez, it's 3am now, hurry up lads, you know, show me some more of the goods. But that that would be where, I, because you know, what causes me to end up at a B- minus is just that gap was very odd. I understand why it had to happen. And a couple of glimpses at the future I would have liked to have seen as well. But... PlayStation again do their own sort of events during the year, not as much as like a Nintendo Direct, but like Paris yeah, Game Week. And all I was going to say because towards the end of the year, that's whenever they first announced The Last of Us yeah. and they showed that. So that could be because that's a Sony thing. That could be wherever they're holding some more stuff out for, and that could be when we get the release date for. Because I think they, I think that was then whenever they asked the release date and said. We're not announcing release date until we feel comfortable enough to say that. Which is the right thing to do. Yeah, so there's no point in you going like, oh, it's going to be out December 2018, and then it gets delayed and delayed because you look at the likes of Crackdown, you look at the likes of, say, Anthem Now, which has been pushed back. Even happened with Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. It got delayed a couple of months as well, so it did, from its original release date. But, yes, everybody, that was the Sony PlayStation E3 2018 conference. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed us rambling on about it and giving our opinions. What are your opinions? Get in touch uh, at RetroShockPod on Twitter. I'm at Alan GW Price. He's at Vinto316. Let's be friends. Hey, <laughs> I choose choo choose you. Uh, but yes, thanks for listening, everybody. It's time for us to get this episode edited online for you as soon as possible. And we'll be straight back to do the Nintendo conference, or not conference. Uh, special E3 Direct. Mm-hmm.